1: Welcome to my 398th ever show of all-around sports, each Monday at noon Eastern Time we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened this weekend, and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www. IIRSportsOneWord.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call in expert, AP Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is super easy, which is Superman landing here in Foxborough. With last night's Patriots signing of Cam Newton. Belichick has done it again. And in an instant, the Patriots retain the throne as the most interesting team in football, if not all of sports, in all of America. Uh, it was just stunning how it just unfolded. You know, a little, uh, I got a news flash on my phone. Early to mid evening to late evening, eight o'clock thereabouts, and uh, and off we went. Um, and New England is absolutely beside itself with glee, uh, as am I. We've talked many sh- times on the show in recent months. Like you know, why not take a shot at Cam Newton? It's just a perfect opportunity for him and for the team. And uh so they finally went ahead and got it done last night uh you know it's you know you know just had the way it happened unfolding on a sunday night uh in the middle of you know not a whole lot of like sports news shall we say other than simply leagues trying to restart and uh so it just came as uh you know just exactly what This region needed, after two weeks of uh, perfect weather, we suddenly are in uh, five days of rainy weather, and it just lifted everybody's spirits around here. Um, The timing was perfect. Uh, Patriot season ticket member invoices were due tomorrow, June 30th, and the Patriots had Extended it by three months. They're typically due every year on March uh, 31st. I always intended to renew mine. I've been a season ticket holder for decades. and uh, But it, it, let's just say the signing of Cam made it really, really easy. Uh, first thing this morning, renewed. So who knows how it's all going to unfold this coming season. But I'm in again. All in, and uh, as are all New Englanders, uh, certainly season ticket members. It was just uh, again just a true, true shot in the arm, and you know the middle of everything that's been going on, and it's a no risk, huge reward situation. Uh, obviously, it's all about Cam's health. He's had shoulder problems and foot problems the past year and a half or so, really the past two seasons. And uh, if he's healthy, he is just by any standard a unique athlete and certainly a unique quarterback. Um, so, again, it's in you know both parties' best interest for him to have a good year. There's a lot of talk about uh, – you know, can he learn the Patriots offense? And certainly that's going to be important. But as someone who's watched the Patriots up close and personal from 20 minutes from where I'm standing in Gillette Stadium, he is uh, uh, he is someone who the Patriots will absolutely, positively uh, play to his strengths. And that could mean running. I, I don't know that there's ever been... Well, there's never been a running quarterback quite his size with his, uh, you know, power and speed combined. I mean, we all know about Michael Vick, and certainly it's in vogue now with running quarterbacks, the younger generation from Pat Mahomes to Deshaun Watson. But uh, even with that, Cam remains unique. Um, So I have no doubt. Uh, Some of the stations, ESPN and whatnot, have been showing – you know, a play that I was witnessed in person a couple of years back, Jacoby uh, Brissett as the third-string quarterback. When Brady was suspended, Garoppolo got injured. in comes Brissett, and he had just a simple rollout for, like, a 30-yard t- touchdown run. And uh, when they were showing these highlights, it was just like, you know, I think it was like their longest run by a quarterback from scrimmage in, like, decades. So there's no question, you know, Josh McDaniel, offensive coordinator, and Belichick, of course, will, uh, you know, play to his strengths. I'm not saying they're going to tailor their game plan their their games to him, but perhaps uh, weekly game plans. Uh, that's Belichick's strength and always has been. He takes the talent he has and molds it to uh, to what the player can do. And then he basically overhauls his game plan every single week because it just like starts from scratch. Now, we all know they've had a system for 20 years, literally the system, that Tom Brady thrived under and everybody else did too. Uh, but there's no question in my mind. Cam will have to learn the offense, no question, the system. But there'll be a lot of uh, creative play calling for his uh, strengths, which are, frankly... Countless, if he's healthy. That leads right into my bizarre story of the week, is just how it feels like the Patriots have again outsmarted the entire NFL. Let's face it, Cam has been hiding in plain sight for months. And we've seen his workouts on Instagram and whatnot. Uh, He's a huge name, hence the just uh, giddiness literally up here in New England. And uh, the coverage nationwide, he's a huge, huge name. MVP in 2015, national champion, and Heisman Trophy winner at Auburn. And we'll be discussing the Auburn connection since Jared Stidham, the apparent, heir apparent until last night, uh, is also an Auburn uh, alumni. But, yeah, it's just, uh, but all of a sudden, you know, they signed him last night, and you just get this feeling like that everybody's amazed. Others, you yeah, other NFL teams are probably like, feels like they might be kicking themselves. Like, why didn't we do that? Because it's very simple. The fact that Belichick did it gives it instant credibility, and uh, and so it just makes it all the more fascinating, to say the least. Well, my low light of the week is uh, watching yesterday's Travelers Championship from nearby Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, Cromwell, to be exact, about two hours from here. And it was a low light simply because I've covered it probably eight of the past 10 years, been there. And it was especially sad as they come up the 72nd hole yesterday, which is the amphitheater 18th hole. Uh, And no fans, because really it's one of the great sights in golf, and really, to a degree, one of the great sights in uh, sports. Uh, We all remember Jordan chip in out of the sand, and the throwing of the rake, and the body bump with his caddy. And (laughs) a couple years ago, that was golf gold. And uh, so just kind of sad to see it without fans, because it was quite a... uh, uh, would have been a good walk up because dustin johnson uh stepped up on the 18th with a one shot lead and proceeded to hit just a rocket 351 yard drive on 18 right down the middle uh the adrenaline was clearly flowing and dj uh won the tournament and had its ups and downs such as hitting a ball right near the water and even taking off his Shoes and socks, rolling up his pant legs, getting in the water. Didn't hit a great shot, but still recovered for a bogey on that hole. 16, I believe it was. And with that victory, Dustin Johnson has now gone 13 years in a row with a win. Uh, I was out his most famous one, which was the 2016 U.S. Open at Oakmont near Pittsburgh. I was right there when he hit the shot of the day. Uh, I believe it was also the 16th to basically... Put the tournament away. It still remains his only major. So I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'll never forget that day at Oakmont, to say the least. So hats off to Dustin Johnson and the Travelers. Uh, I know every inch of that course. I've walked it so many times. And it was fun. I I tuned in all four days and really enjoyed watching it. Uh, And I've watched all three golf tournaments since they returned. And honestly, I didn't really... Even noticed that fans weren't there. I just wasn't cognizantly thinking of it until yesterday on the 18th hole. And then it just like hit me uh, how different and and frankly kind of sad it was. So hopefully fans will be back sooner rather than later. And now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice
2: America. Want to play the ponies and win?
0: channel.
2: Tune in to the Patricia Raskin show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time and 11 a.m. Pacific time.
1: Hey John,
3: thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm doing great, thank you.
1: That's good. Well, thank you for calling in as always. And subject that you and I have discussed a few times in the past few months has been, of course, Cam Newton and would he sign with the Patriots? And lo and behold, the news uh, came across the wire last night. I got a news flash on my phone and. Uh, literally leaped out of my chair <laughs> as a season ticket member. <laughs> um, here's what I said to start the show: APC. If you agree, it's very simple. That for my money, the Patriots have been, you know, the most interesting team in football, if not in all of American sports, for the past ten to twenty years, uh, and certainly in recent years. Uh, and I think they retained that throne with last night's signing, period. I think they remain the most interesting team in American sports uh, for a whole different set of reasons. But New England is giddy. You're a former New Englander. You can, you can relate to that. And uh, it's just as simple as AP that uh, suddenly the Super Bowl and playoffs in whenever, January, th- theoretically, are right back in the sights, just like the past 20 years. There's no other way to say it.
3: Yeah, John, I don't think there's anyone that's going to dethrone the New England Patriots as being the most innovative and creative of all the teams because they utilize players uh, on another club. They'd just be average or just an afterthought. But when they come to New England, somehow Bill Belichick takes their – Maximum skill, and is able to incorporate that into his system. I mean, you know, you've seen him in the past sign Doug Flutie. Yep. You've seen him in the past uh, sign Tim Tebow. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But there's always the calculated minimal risk with each signing, uh, and so that's what makes Bill Belichick uh, unique. He's not he he has the uh, the authority. And the clout to be in this position to take certain types of risks with his football team and bring in players that maybe know what else would want, I mean you bring in a Randy Moss, you bring in some right. other people with uh, backgrounds that yeah have some issues let's say and, right. and so like I say, sometimes there's he's successful sometimes he's not, but it it doesn't stop him from thinking outside the box and and just. Having all all these, you know, uh, trying to come up with some answers to make his football team better.
1: Yes. I mean, it's, you can't, you know, overestimate the importance of credibility. Uh, You cover Alabama football in half for years. Uh, Nick Saban has the exact same credibility. And that's why he is able to bring in big name offensive coordinators pretty much year in and year out. At any given time, he's had two or three people on his staff, probably does today, who are basically household names to sports fans, if not beyond. Because, you know, he can do that (laughs) because, you know, he has total security, you know, not only with the university, but in his own mind. You know, he's just a secure guy. Belichick's a secure guy. They neither have to worry about their job given how one decision may turn out. It's just really that simple. And So it's an interesting parallel, because Belichick's easily able to do this and, quote, get away with it no matter what happens. The result doesn't matter.
3: Yeah, I think that's that parallel between Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. I mean, they're able to bring in people that have some issues with their background or uh, something's happened to them in another place. And yep. they're able to insert them inside the organization and have productivity. Now, p- people won't always agree, but as you said, that, that wall and that, uh, of security is not penetrable, uh, for Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. So uh, they can operate in a d- different way. But sure. I think some more coaches probably should take risks like Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. Uh, You you know, just always staying pat, you're always always going to be in the same position. So, you you want to be different to improve your football team, your organization, your program, your sports program. I mean, start to think outside that box.
1: Absolutely, AP. Well said. Uh, Yeah, we'd like to see more of it. Maybe we will. I mean, this is, you know, I also said in the first segment, I mean, it just feels again, you know, like. Belichick and the Patriots have outsmarted every other team again. It just feels like Cam Newton has been hiding in plain sight for three, four months. You and I have talked often specifically about Cam Newton coming to the Patriots. I clearly, I've been in favor of it and why not? And here we are now. And you just get the feeling that fans everywhere. And for that matter, Across the NFL, executives and coaches are sitting here today saying, like, why didn't I do that? That's how much instant credibility Belichick signing him creates.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see down the road what happens with this decision. And as you mentioned, the other quarterback there in waiting was Jarrett Stidham, another Auburn quarterback. So that's – I don't know. I'm sure it's happened somewhere along the line. where you had two quarterbacks from the same school – I just can't remember at this moment. But that's an interesting dynamic as well. And they'll push each other and and all the Auburn folks in Alabama here, they'll be watching the, the, the competition. And of course, smells oh, yeah. Malzahn, he, he coached both of them. So I'm sure he's being uh, bombarded today with questions about this. Two Auburn quarterbacks playing for the New England Patriots. You
1: gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, it'll make it a Ongoing, you know, uh, discussion down in Alabama where you're located, and it's going to be cool. Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, basically, and we, you know, Jared Stedham, there's a lot to like, but the fact is he's only thrown four NFL passes, period. You know, yes. which was a strong case you and I kept discussing for, for the Patriots to sign. Cam and of course they signed him for a million dollars, and with incentives it can go up to seven and a half million. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But you know, a million dollars—if if if I'm not mistaken—that's what Jameis Winston signed for with the New Orleans Saints. A a stunning number on the other end of what have been stunning numbers of quarterbacks getting thirty million dollars a year almost routinely. And what did Dak Prescott? sign his franchise tender for was it 37 million? I mean, 31. Oh, okay. thirty million 31. seven million how thirty one thirty thirty one oh thirty thirty one point seven yeah was it 30? as opposed to thirty seven yeah yeah thirty yeah. <laughs> one point yeah. seven. In
3: John, Go ahead. Yeah that's a far cry from one million but uh it still has Cam Newton in the league and the other thing I was gonna bring up John, you know, Jarrett Stidham, he's noted for his accuracy and Cam Newton, he's known for his running ability. But two things that are hindering him right now is his health, of course. I mean, that's, that's a it. question mark probably in some people's eyes. And no, then, the you health. know, he's not the most accurate passer. But Belichick's going to uh, design schemes where he's going to use his ability uh, to be effective. There's, I mean, he, he understands what he's, you know, signed with, with Cam yes. Newton as the quarterback, accuracy is not one of the, the dominant traits that he is.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, he is, there's no question in my mind that Belichick and Josh McDaniel will, will design plays to his, you know, to play to his strengths, which are obvious at whatever, 6'5", 240, and tremendous runner, a combination of speed and power, and I don't think the Patriots are changing their system by any means. Uh, But there's no question they will uh, play to Cam's strengths at minimum. Um, But it is, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about the health. We both know that. I mean, you know, for Cam Newton, maybe more than any other quarterback who's ever played, to have issues with his right throwing shoulder and his foot are, uh, you know, Two issues to be really concerned about. He did pass a physical, apparently, uh, reportedly, in March. And, you know, the setup set up by the Panthers down in Atlanta. So there's every reason to believe he's healthy. I'm assuming the Patriots will give him their own. But, you know, he's been cleared back in March physically. And, boy, is he going to be motivated, AP. I mean, I'm sure this has been a rough four, couple months for him.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's going to be in good condition, I'm sure. And, and I, I'm a, I'm curious to see how he takes to coaching. Um, yes. You know, by Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel. and if you're going to see some changes in his style of play.
1: Absolutely, I'm very curious. Well, let's face it; he's been the most hit quarterback perhaps in NFL history. Uh, none of us will ever forget that Super Bowl against uh the broncos and then i think the following season those two played again and that was even a worse beating that he took from von miller in the crew um and again more probably been hit more than any quarterback ever and yeah so it's going to be fascinating to see how that all turns out and then the other piece of it is you know uh his flamboyant personality you know randy moss was flamboyant uh, yeah. Among others, they've brought in, but perfect example there. And, uh, you know, the outfits Cam wears after games, things yeah. like that. It's not something we've been looking at. You know, Mr. GQ is who we've been watching after every Patriots game for 20 years. <laughs> Tom Brady, obviously. And now right. with Cam's flamboyant style and whatnot, uh, we'll see how that all goes too.
3: Yeah, John, and this is the quarterback. You know, Randy Moss is a wide receiver. That's different, Good and you point. don't have the ball in your hands every play. And the fortunes of the the franchise are riding on your decisions. Randy Moss are you know running your routes, catching the football, making plays. Whereas the quarterback, that that's that's a different scenario, and your personality definitely affects the play calling and the the execution of the different.
1: Please, no question. The quarterback in the NFL today is now the CEO of the company. Period. (laughs) It's just that simple, Uh, you know. And uh, in this case, you know, that's it. It's just that simple. They're uh, they're the face of the organization. So it's going to be interesting. AP, we still have a lot to get to just on this very topic. Uh, Frankly, can't get enough of it today, and uh, we will get to that on the other side.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television?
2: Let us surprise you.
0: Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
2: Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show. The Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
0: Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas.
2: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. I'm back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And AP, we've of course spent the whole show basically talking about the Patriots signing Cam Newton last night. And I know you have a great opinion. You, you've you've uh, put Cam Newton's senior year in college in perspective many times. So why don't, why don't we ask you to do it one more time here on the show? Cause you've said it many times before.
3: Yeah, John. I saw him play um, that fabulous comeback he had against Alabama. Was I think it was twenty four zip twenty four seven, and they came back to beat Alabama. As uh, that one year he was at Auburn, and, it, and that was the greatest one year performance I've ever seen by a college football player uh, up to that point. So, and I've seen quite a few as you have in the last fifty years. So mm-hmm. that one year. You know, when he was fantastic, they couldn't stop him running the football, and he was dynamic throwing the ball and just being a leader for the Auburn Tigers. But uh, as I said, that was the best I'd seen to that point, one-year performance by a college football player.
1: And that says it all, because you've seen a lot, uh, to put it mildly, and it just speaks to his uniqueness. Again, he won the Heisman Trophy that year, I believe 2011. Does that sound about right? Yes, 2011. 2011. You know, he burst on the scene, you know, right away, right as we were cutting away to the break a minute or two ago. uh, (laughs) And you know this stuff better than anyone. ESPN was showing, like, his former teams, and there he was in a Gator uniform. You know, he played for the Gators, who, you know... A lot of people don't know that, right. and many like myself who did simply forgot it. And then, correct me if I'm wrong. He went to junior college or whatever. Junior and, uh, college, Bin B I N N college. Right. Yeah. They were showing yeah, that too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. Blin, Blinn, Blinn B L I N N. So
3: yeah, right, the, the
1: Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, that athlete. was
3: John. That was 2000, 2010 for that Heisman Trophy. 2010 it was. I was. Yeah, he was drafted in 2011, but it was the 2010 season. Then he went to Blinn College where he was beaten once, matter of fact, John, once, and then I think he won the championship against that team that had beaten him during the season, really? during, the, during the year he was
1: there, yeah. Yeah, which tells you something about him, uh, you know, that he's, uh, you know, he can come up big in big games. And, you know, he, he was obviously motivated for that game, and he's going to come in here. Motivated, obviously, big time as he was basically spurned, ignored, whatever you want to call it, by every NFL team over the past couple of months. His release from Carolina. Uh, let's just say it didn't seem to be fit uh, his career with the Panthers, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, uh, it was just, uh, yeah, it, it was just uh, We'll call it a bit of a weird ending down there in Carolina. And, uh, yeah, so, again, you know, we all remember that Alabama game, Thanksgiving weekend of 2010. It was just a surreal performance. Uh, The national championship game, winning the Heisman. You know, uh, do you know by any chance where he grew up, A.P.? Yeah, he's from Atlanta, he's from? Georgia, matter of he's fact. From Atlanta, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so Northern long Georgia, before he landed right? at Auburn, he was a known commodity. That's putting him mildly. I mean, the fact that he played for the Gators, and I'm guessing Urban Meyer, yes. probably.
3: Yeah, I think that we are, because, yes, yeah, it should be, yes.
1: 2008 time frame, that, that would have been uh, Urban Meyer time, I believe. Um, yes, yes, almost yes. for sure. Yes. So, yeah, he, he's, you know. He's been in the news for many, many years and uh, and here he is in New England now. It's, it's just feels a little bit surreal, quite frankly, despite the fact again you and I have talked about a few times here in the last couple months and you just wondered where he's going to land uh, if he was going to land. It was reaching that point AP where you were wondering if anybody was going to sign him, given that it's July 1st on Wednesday.
3: I, I think New England, to some degree, John, on the other end of the spectrum, were the the Raiders were the team that you'd find a player trying to have some salvation and there redemption, you and and uh, you know the, the team that maybe helped them extend their career. And but I think the Patriots have become the the Raiders in this century. Uh, <sighs> you know, for better or for worse. They have these different players that had issues with the team or off-the-field incidents or, you know, didn't get along with the coach. I mean, performance-wise, something. But I think the Raiders have been supplemented and replaced by the New England Patriots, one coast to another.
1: That is a great, great example. And the reason for that is very simple. Their owner, Al Davis, legendary owner, he had no fear either, period. I mean, he was the owner. It's different from being the coach and GM, which Belichick is. But, you know, it didn't matter, you know, whether it's Jim Plunkett or John Matuszak or, you know, the list just goes on and on uh, of the players that they brought in, especially just what you're saying, players who... Uh, Needed a fresh start for whatever reason, and certainly through the 70s and 80s, that spot was Oakland uh, in a a big way. So that is a really good analogy. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun, um, you know, to say the least. Uh, Let's not forget, by the way, that Cam Newton is played Belichick twice, the Patriots twice, and won both. And I know it's only 2-0, and but in the same light, there's not a lot of people who have a record like that or quarterback, shall we say. There was a game a couple of years ago. I wasn't even there. I was actually traveling in Florida AP. And I always remembered it, whereas, you know, the Patriots were having their usual season of excellence. And, uh, you know, and the, pa- and the Panthers just come into Gillette Stadium and, you know, dominated, period. And I know that because... Uh, I was in Florida. I remember checking my phone, as I always do on any NFL Sunday, and, you know, seeing if I needed to, you know, wondering what the Patriots are doing. Did I need to go find some time? I was literally in Disney World walking around, and I kept checking my phone, and the league kept building. And, frankly, it may be about the only Patriot game in recent decades, as in decades, AP, where it was such a rout in, in Gillette Stadium, that I never even bothered to like find a TV. There was never the Patriots like never had a chance all day long. The Panthers just seemed to dominate. So I never again did not one watch one second of that game live because there was no need to. And I got to think, AP, that must have just really been part of Belichick's thinking because trust me when I say it's a rare team that has come into Foxborough in the last twenty years and basically routed the Patriots, and that's basically what happened that day. And we're just going back a couple of years here. This wasn't long ago.
3: Yeah. And I'm sure that was in his decision. No in question. Process for sure. And, and John, let me ask you this question. I don't know if there's a correct answer, but why did they, why was he signed within the last day or so? Do you think it's because of the negotiations or do you think there's a critical reason that it took place within the last 24 plus hours?
1: Well, that's a great question, and, you know, I know Adam Schefter who broke the story, of course, commented on it, too, but it was like he just made a really good point that he he may have been in a semi-state of shock, not unlike Jameis Winston, that suddenly there was no – come to the realization that they were not going to be a starting quarterback. There were no starting jobs left, apparently – and I, I think it just takes some time to come to grips with something like that. That's the point Schefter make, and I think I agree 100%. And finally, you know, Jameis signed a few weeks back, at minimum a few weeks back. And here we are, you know, bumping up against July training camp, scheduled to start July 28th. So much uncertainty out there, AP, just so much uncertainty in every way possible. How's the season going to unfold? On and on, and here was Cam without a team, and the Patriots uh, making him an offer—perhaps the only offer, perhaps the best offer. Although that seems hard to believe in a million a year and seven and a half million, and if if he achieves all the incentives. But yeah, right. I, I, I think he just realized maybe you know it was a kind of a now or never and there was an inference by Adam Schefter that they have been talking for a couple of weeks. And so I think the Patriots knowing them probably just said, here's the deal, you, you know, let us know. And they just sat there and maybe more and more uh, time passed. And he just realized, you know, especially in this environment with everything going on, all the uncertainty that he, you know, maybe just wanted to latch up with the team because of the unknown going forward. I don't know. Speculate.
3: Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's probably the situation. I mean, and once you receive an offer, John, then you, you have to take some time because you're going to say, okay, reach out to all the other 31 organizations and say, all right, this is the last chance. Uh, yep. Let yep. us know within 24 hours if, if you had any other thoughts about considering my client and... I don't, maybe they heard from somebody, maybe they didn't, but the Patriots, that's the team he signs with because I think that, I mean, you have a good football team behind you. I mean, you have an outstanding coach. I mean, a, leg, a legacy that he can leave behind himself is right. playing for the Patriots. I mean, uh, and he does, have a, he does have a fairly good opportunity to be a starter. Oh, my gosh, yes.
1: a, a Tremendous opportunity. I, like uh, Some people were saying, you know, I watched every news report, local and national, that I could get my hands on last night. Uh, filled up my VCR in a hurry, trust me. And, uh, you know, some people <laughs> seem to think, like, in my mind, the job is his, period. You know, with all due respect right. by Jared Stidham. The Patriots right. brought him in for a reason and it's just simply it's if he's healthy, you have to assume he will earn the job. Period. It's just that right. simple. And right. again, everybody up here has already bought in on Jared Stedham and like the guy, myself included, and we're perfectly fine with him as the quarterback. But again, totally unknown. Four NFL passes, I'll just leave it right there, there's always thrown and that's right. that. Right. For there to be any, I I can't even understand any thinking that if Cam Newton comes in, is healthy, is Cam Newton, the job is his. That's it. (laughs) Period. Uh, I I don't know how he could even entertain any other prospect. And again, we all like Stid, Stid, as Belichick calls him. So (laughs) we'll see. But I don't know. Uh, Again, a lot of upside for Cam Newton here, too, by the way. He can rewrite his his last two years, and he can come out and he can get his thirty million uh, a year from now. That's for sure. If he has a good year, whether it, oh no yeah, matter, whoever it's from,
3: yeah. And uh, John, I mean, it, it, all these other teams. I'm sh- who knows who they reached out to, but they said no, and uh, you know, it was, it kind of fell into the Patriots' lap by default. Right probably. I mean, right. It'll all come out. I mean, you'll probably hear the stories in the, in the coming weeks. And, oh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure that, that word will slip out.
1: Yeah, and AP, we're bumping up against the break, but I want to make one more point, which is simply, unlike many, many high-profile names, whatever, even low-profile names, it doesn't matter, but especially with a Cam Newton, I never, I don't recall hearing one report of Cam Newton had talked with or may be close to signing with or is considering a team. I didn't hear one team connected to Cam Newton over the past three, four months. Do you you agree with that? I never heard a report like that. Yeah, We usually hear five a week. No,
3: (laughs) right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I didn't hear any. I sure didn't, John. I really did not. Anything
1: strong. It speaks volumes. It just speaks volumes. I mean, this is how the media and NFL reporters in particular make their living, because we all love those kind of reports and you never heard one despite the fact he was putting his workouts on instagram what have you so there you go ap we are at the end of this segment uh so why don't we take our final break and uh still some more to get to on the other side
2: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
0: Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors... Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific,
2: on Voice America Variety. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, aka Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, aka Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives, Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, AP Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the Rocket Mortgage Golf Tournament up in Detroit uh, this coming weekend. And uh, not a lot of competition these days on the live sports front, AP, and I know I'm hitting the golf tournaments pretty hard but i also enjoy them immensely i was thinking of you ap you and i have yesterday and throughout the past four days actually as they played the travelers championship uh which you and i have both covered often uh in the last decade or so and uh AP, I I said at the end of the first segment here, it was kind of sad. I haven't, I've been fine without the fans at golf tournaments the past three weeks since they reopened. But the sadness hit me for the first time yesterday as Dustin Johnson was walking up the 18th, uh, 72nd hole uh, after his 351 yard drive. And there were no fans in that famous amphitheater. It's one of the great scenes in golf, if not all of sports. Uh... The 18th of Travelers on a Sunday with the leader slash winner walking up the fairway. Nothing quite like it.
3: Yeah, John, that's one of the prettiest uh, photos you can ever take if you're a photographer to see that amphitheater loaded with, I think they can fit about, oh, they say 20,000, 30,000 or something if if you just load it up on, on both sides. I mean, it's enormous uh, gathering of people, and for a a sport like golf, uh, I think it's it just adds to the the drama, uh, especially if it's tight coming down that eighteenth green.
1: Exactly right, Um, you know. And if it wasn't already famous, AP, it was made more famous when. Jordan Spieth, of course, hold it in from the sand to win the tournament uh, two, three years ago. Not that long ago. And it was just, uh, you know, it, the reaction of him and his caddy, you know, doing body bumps and throwing the rake. He threw The caddy threw the rake and Jordan threw his club. And it was just priceless, priceless. So, um, yeah, so none of that going on yesterday. Uh, It was just, again, weird, like really weird Um, to not, to simply not have, uh, you know, something we've been used to that we just love uh, every year, which is the 18th hole on Sunday, the 72nd hole on Sunday at Travelers. It's just nothing like it
3: no it's a great it's a great tournament it's well run uh, I always enjoyed covering that event and uh, it was just so much fun to walk around that course and the way they treated you as a media member and you know, the access that you had to the golfers um, I mean I've been to other golf golfing events around the country, and uh, that's that's my favorite to you know to cover
1: right uh, mine too and uh yeah they simply uh are known for you know being one of the most fan-friendly and media-friendly uh tournaments of the year they've won awards as like the best tournament of the year on the pga tour uh numerous times i believe including recently so it's highly regarded uh it's typically played you know the week after the u.s open obviously that all changed this year um you know, it a great tournament. Good to see Dustin Johnson uh, come storming back, takes the lead, holds the lead. Had the hole where he, you know, the 16th, he hits it two two feet from the water. Takes off his shoes and socks, rolls up his pant legs, and hits a shot uh, which wasn't great, but it led to a bogey for the hole, as opposed to disaster and losing the lead or the tournament. So yeah, it, so it had some you know genuine high drama. Uh, on the last few holes so uh, so yeah it was you know just well put on uh, you know a bit of an inauspicious start with a couple of caddies uh, you know testing positive for coronavirus and uh, that led to Brooks Kepka and others needing to withdraw so yeah but but then it you know you know But the tournament went on from there, and so that was good. But they had their strongest field ever going into the tournament. And, uh, you know, so bottom line, I I feel like golf's doing a good job of, uh, you know, keeping it moving forward here.
3: Yeah, they've been on the forefront, one of the first sports to return, so they've had the stage, and and, uh, I
1: know people enjoyed watching. <laughs> Absolutely, no doubt about it. AP. Well, uh, we'll call this the Cam Newton show, <laughs> mixed in with a little golf. <laughs> um, but it's not often. And John, the, single... tur-
3: the, tournament, the, the tournament director Nathan Groove graduated from Auburn. The Travelers oh, Tournament Director. So it's all an Auburn show almost today, right?
1: So he had to have a. He had to like after a successful tournament. Uh, he was able to settle in last night and see the Cam Newton's coming right here to New England. He must have had a good night after a good, good four days. <laughs> no, they did a great job, AP. Just like we, you know, an uh, auspicious start with, you know, players, caddies, whatnot, testing positive, and uh, then they just really in the first like day or so, and then it went off pretty seamlessly from there. So, travelers is great. Love it. But AP, love having you on as well. And thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, John. My pleasure. Thank you. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time.
0: Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.